Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hi, everybody. This is Carol Topp. Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Show podcast with an emphasis on homeschool leaders. Um, Welcome back. I apologize for doing a couple of reruns the last couple of weeks, but I hate caught whatever nasty virus has been going around here in early 2018 and had a terrible cough, sinus infection, and I couldn't speak for more than a few minutes without breaking into a cough, and I didn't think that'd be a good idea to try to podcast. So I'm all better now. Back at it. And looking forward to the spring. Uh, Hey, this spring, I'd love to meet some of you in person. I am going to be at three homeschool conventions here in early uh, 2018. First of all, starting at uh, the Teach Them Diligently conference in Atlanta, Georgia. That will be on April uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th. They will be speaking on several topics, including being at the Leaders Forum. That'll be great in Atlanta. Then immediately uh, the next week, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio, at the Great Homeschool Convention there. Uh, That's April 12th, 13th, and 14th. And I'll be speaking. uh, Don't quite know what the topics are yet, but hopefully we'll find out soon. But any, you know, all kinds of topics related to maybe microbusiness for teens or homeschool leadership, homeschool co-ops. And then back to teach them diligently in Columbus, Ohio, in early June, June 7th, 8th, and 9th. 2018. And again, there'll be a a special workshop, a special forum, I believe on Thursday, June 7th for leaders. So if you're near Columbus in the middle of Ohio or Cincinnati or uh, down further south in Atlanta, I'd love to see you. Make sure you come by and introduce yourself uh, at my booth, Homeschool CPA or Micro Business for Teens. I want to run a few podcast episodes here about the topic of homeschool co-ops. It was the first uh, book I wrote called Homeschool Co-ops, How to Start Them, Run Them, and Not Burn Out. And I thought I've not really done very many podcasts about the basics of running a homeschool co-op. So the next few podcasts will be about that. And this uh, short episode will talk about the many benefits of being uh, part of a homeschool co-op. And uh, then followed up in the next episode about the disadvantages. And you as homeschool leaders may know these things, but maybe I'll shed some light on um, the pros and cons of being in a homeschool co-op and, of course, running a homeschool co-op. Then we're going to talk about some things that are a little more geared towards leaders like the importance of defining your co-op's mission, their purpose. How about recruiting people to help, especially other leaders, to help uh, you lead a homeschool group? Uh, We'll talk about conflict resolution because it does happen anytime you get people together. There might be some tips I can give you about how to resolve conflict and then how to avoid leader burnout. That'll probably be a very popular podcast episode. So um, let's dive in with this episode about all the many benefits of being in a homeschool co-op. And a lot of leaders, of course, are also members of their homeschool co-op. And I'd like to think about the benefits being really three major areas. One, and the reason we join in a homeschool co-op, and I just mean there any kind of gathering of homeschool parents, whether you call yourself a co-op or a tutorial or a program or whatever. Okay, but any gathering where homeschool families come together to hold classes, whether they be academic or enrichment, the, the, the main reason you do it is for the group interaction. 
Um, but then there's these other benefits like benefiting from the experience of other teachers and finally something for you, encouragement. Um, let me let me touch on the group learning. You know, for many years, homeschoolers were criticized for potentially not offering their children enough opportunities for socialization. You know, if you're home all day with them, how are the kids going to be socialized? Well, I think homeschool co-ops did a great job of answering that criticism, whether it was justified or not, because homeschool co-ops allow an opportunity for your kids to meet once a week or some run for twice a week, but most most co-ops only meet once a week, several hours, to socialize with other homeschool families and homeschool kids, and it's great. They can develop friends. Some of my daughter's best friends came from other girls that they met at our homeschool co-op, and these are lifelong friends. Um, Very close friendships were formed, and that's a great benefit of being in a homeschool co-op. And learning from other people, other adults, other students in the classroom uh, is very beneficial. We've had high school kids help in our homeschool classes. My daughter helped in a theater class, you know, because she had been a student in the theater class. And and that's wonderful that your child can see that they can learn from someone other than you, you know, other adults, um, older students, things like that. And finally, the great benefit of homeschool co-ops is the group interaction. And the, and one of the reasons we joined a co-op was because my daughter uh, had said, you know, mom, I'm reading these great books you've had me be reading. I'd like to talk about them or have a discussion with someone else other than just you, mom. So she, no, she didn't, you know, offense taken, but she meant, you know, I, there are some things that a homeschool co-op brings to a family that really the, it's difficult to do just within your family. You know, a literature discussion, you know, with a group and different viewpoints can be very healthy. Or um, certain activities like choir, yeah, or a the- theater, putting on a theatrical production can be done in a family. But boy, you know, sometimes it's, it's really a benefit of a co-op if you get those classes that are best done in groups, okay, outside of your family. You know, one of the benefits I think I never realized till I joined a homeschool co-op was the second thing I want to touch on. That's the shared experience of other teachers. So in in a co-op or most homeschool programs, even if they're not a co-op, meaning the teachers are hired, is that the the teacher has a special skill set and she uses that to teach other kids, right, besides her own. So my daughters took Spanish from someone who majored in Spanish in college. They took biology dissection lab from a woman who was a nurse. Um, Having a financial background myself, I taught personal finance. Uh, I taught math games because I have a degree in engineering. Um, It was just wonderful to see these different women and sometimes men. Uh, We had, uh, you know, fathers or, or men join us too to teach. It was wonderful to see them using their gifts to teach the kids all kinds of different things. And, you know, it's so beneficial for the parents to, you know, to to be able to do that, to show their own children as well as other children, I'm more than just a mom who drives you around and does laundry. You know, I have talents too. Um, I told you my daughter helped in theater class. So it's wonderful that... Um, her, her, her theater teacher, Pia, was, um, 
a, a performer, professional performer, and how much Emily, Sarah grew as a result of seeing Pia use her talent. And oh, I just loved it. Uh, we have, you know, sometimes this was their profession and sometimes it was just their passion. Okay. So uh, one of the homeschool teachers was a, a, a a woman named Kathy. Now, Kathy was a professional photographer, but she was also an amateur, unpaid hobby artist. And she teaches the art class because it was her passion, her love, and her talent. Not her profession. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just lovely to be able to teach something that's not your profession, but just something you have a love for. I taught art class. My passion, but not my profession. <laughs> Okay, so besides the whole idea of group interaction and the benefit of your children learning from others would be the homeschool co-ops bring encouragement. Encouragement to you to continue homeschooling. Um, encouragement to you as a, as a mother and maybe even encouragement just uh, for your kids too. But I think in particular, I want to focus on how mothers and parents benefit from homeschool co-ops. One is just the encouragement to continue homeschooling. You know, there are times when people feel overwhelmed <laughs> and um, or feel like they can't teach at a certain level, especially like the junior high or high school. They've found those classes difficult to teach, and so homeschool co-op can meet that need. I was not going to give up homeschooling, but boy, I sure didn't want to do biology dissection. <laughs> I was going to do it virtually, which is probably not the best way to learn dissection. But like I said, fortunately, there was a nurse who taught biology dissection at our co-op. And I was so grateful um, because it did help me continue homeschooling successfully. And of course, um, homeschool co-ops are a wonderful opportunity for mothers to share burdens with each other. So at many co-ops, the moms come and stay, which is a wonderful thing. And the co-op can function as a support group as well as an academic enrichment program for children. But our homeschool co-op had, well, they had something we copied from another co-op. We called it Chew and Chat, but it was uh, a room set aside with comfortable couches and chairs, and uh, a volunteer would bring in some some goodies, some food, you know, pastries or bagels or, or fruit or something like that. And moms could just sit around and chat. The way our co-op was structured is we met for three hours. You had to serve for two, either as a helper or as a teacher in a class, and then you got one hour free. So during that one hour, you were encouraged to stay there, and most moms did. Uh, it was discouraged to leave the building. You were encouraged to stay. That's why they fed us. And just, uh, you know, encourage each other, make friends. Some people would use that opportunity to ask questions of others, you know, like, I'm really having a hard time teaching my child phonics or handwriting. What did you guys use? And I'd have to say there was probably not a week that went by at co-op when someone wasn't bringing in some resource to share with another mom or something like that. It was absolutely wonderful. And um, we just loved Chew and Chat and, and also the exchange of information and encouragement that went on during that time. Of course, your your kids will get probably the most benefit from homeschool co-op. You'll get some. You'll get a lot. But the kids will get the most benefit, not just the academic 
and enrichment programs, but the friends they make, I already mentioned, but I hope it's just plain fun, you know? Homeschooling should not be boring (laughs) or a punishment. It should be fun. And, you know, a lot of homeschool co-ops offer special events, which is really, really neat. Like, um, we had someone who coordinated field trips. We had someone who coordinated a graduation ceremony. Um, Some homeschool co-op sponsor uh, dances or proms or end-of-year show-and-tell type or banquets or wonderful things like that. So um, everything I've seen, uh, academic quizzing, some homeschool co-op sponsor, uh, American Heritage Girl Troops or things like that. So there's all these other wonderful enrichment, special events and opportunities that your homeschool co-op can sponsor. If you want to read a little bit more about how to start a homeschool co-op, uh, well, you can head over to my website, homeschoolcpa.com, and there you can see and uh, the book, which is called Homeschool Co-ops, How to Start Them, Run Them, and Not Burn Out. But if you have any questions about running a homeschool co-op, well, then I, I hope you uh, go to the website, homeschoolcpa.com, start reading some blog posts. Um, over in the right-hand column of the blog posts page, you'll see a search box. Just type in something. You know, I want to know about conflict. I want to know about volunteers. I want to know about money, anything. And you'll see what blog posts I've written about that. If you're interested in doing something like like starting a uh, American Heritage Girls troop or a sports program underneath your co-op, it just did a series of podcasts on that. Uh, uh, podcasts and blog posts. Sorry, they were blog posts. You could listen to my podcast, though, not just this episode, but head on over to homeschoolcpa.com and there click on the link for the podcast and you'll see all kinds of episodes. I try to keep these podcasts real short, less than 15 minutes, just one short subject at a time so you can get bites of information in a way that's manageable and easy for you. So, Hope this is helpful. Get your juices stirring about the positive things about homeschool co-ops. If you're a homeschool co-op leader, are you, are you offering those things? Are you pointing out that you offer special events for you know your members? Are you offering a, a, a chew and chat room where moms can come and sit and stay and get support? You know, I hope you th- might think about some of these benefits that you're giving to the homeschool family, not just a class for kids. So I wish you the best. You guys are my heroes. My heroes are homeschool leaders because you're homeschooling your own kids and then taking on the burden of leadership to homeschool others. And uh, I I hope these podcasts and my website are very helpful to you. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.